word of the day. Who keeps using that word? I don't think it means what you think it means. Today's words of the day. The first one. Moo. M-O-U-E. Moo. A pouting grimace. So that means a pouting grimace at a moo. And the other word, unofficially brought to us by UrbanDictionary.com. Stonks. S-T-O-N-K-S. I don't know if you've seen this on the uh, on the social media making its rounds. It's a meme used to describe a, uh, this is their words, not mine, retarded economic decision. <laughs> it is commonly followed with a picture of meme ma'am standing behind a picture of a stock market with the caption, stonks. So, <laughs> a very stupid investment decision uh, is stonks. And then you have Two moo. Two ones for me. Yeah, there you go. A little bit smarter. So, all right. Uh, that voice you hear. Excuse me, Corona is not Flan. Um, we actually have a lost episode where we recorded one an episode before coronavirus like kind of got out of hand. Like literally the night it got out of hand, like when we were recording before Gobert got tested. Uh, like, yeah, and I just yeah. decided not to release that episode because we really made a whole mockery of the situation, and I was just like, that was not oh. not our best moment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wise decision for yeah, sure. Definitely. All right, uh, you ready? I'm ready. Let's get it on. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report, Gas Bags with Fun Facts, the podcast by regular Joes, for regular Joes, sponsorship free, because nobody wants to pay the sponsorship fee, although the offer is there, Corona, and if Corona doesn't want it, Modelo, swoop in there and cuck them. My name is Jeff Woodworth, joined by my friend and co-host, in that order, Dan Benjamin. Dan, excuse me, Dan Dan Benjamin, it's been a long time, it's, it's, we are... Plug in your mic, please. We are. You there? Hello. I'm at, oh, I'm Perfect. back. Perfect. There we go. Welcome. What an intro. Welcome. <laughs> a little rusty, eh? That was that was Ben Benjamin. <laughs> now we have Dan Benjamin. So thank you, thank you, Daniel, for uh, stepping in. Flan, uh, coronavirus concerns. He doesn't have it. He's just being very, very paranoid about it. Dan and I are practicing safe social distancing. Six feet. Yeah. We yes. Got six feet. Give or take four. So no, we got enough. There's enough footage here in the cord. So we're good to go. Uh, how are you? How are you surviving? All good, man. I mean, it's definitely a weird time. There's no doubt about it. But living, we're gonna die. <laughs> no, it's inevitable. No, we're not. <laughs> At the end of the day, we all are gonna die. But you know, like I don't know uh, from this coronavirus, man. Now, now the numbers have spiked up a little bit, even in younger people. I saw that. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know how to think about it. Newsom trying to say that 50% of the hospitalizations in California have been 18 to 49 year olds. Is that right? Yep. I, 
So I haven't been following that closely, to be honest with you. I we, really haven't. We are gonna die. So and the, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I really haven't been, but it's just from having my nose stuck in it at work and just having yeah. to post about it. Like, yeah. So I mean, the, you're gonna you're gonna see numbers continue to rise as more and more people are getting tested. Um, shout out to the American healthcare system. I don't like to get political at all, but uh, we just we we have not been that great at testing compared to other countries. So. Uh, because obviously the way that things are naturally going to progress, like the more people that get tested, the more you're going to find out that you have it. It's right. the same thing with with getting STD testing. Like you're not going to know that you have something unless you go get tested. You're going to have suspicion, but you won't you won't actually really know. So until everybody gets tested, and even then, the wild part about it is the the 14 day incubation period. Right. Like you, just right. because you have it, don't mean that it could turn up in the test, and it's just. Like it's just turning into a giant mess, man. So good to hear that you're you're staying All you're staying in good shape. All good. Yeah. Can't say the same over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're doing alright. Aside from the fact that I have to fucking work. So but um, Yeah, working it, from home's a little a little weird, but I've just I did managing, that. getting I, it done. If if I get the if I get the okay, again, this is gonna be the last time hopefully we we dabble in the politics here. If we get the Trump stimulus check, whatever comes in the mail. That's going towards a chess piece. That's what I've decided is what's <laughs> going to happen during during uh, during the shelter in place protocol. Prison workouts, baby. Pull ups, push ups. We're we're ready to go. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a big bulky chest when it's all <laughs> said and done. And I'm gonna go get a clot of plaster across it. There you go. You heard it here first. So, don't yeah, don't sleep on that. It's gonna be great. Uh, How much do you go. think that would cost, dude? That's gonna be if I get if I get something just right across here. That could be because it's two hands on a heart. And I'm gonna have a little crown on top of it. Great description on audio medium. <laughs> but it's gonna be obviously across my chest. And I'm thinking like this could easily be a thousand dollar piece. If it go to the right place. I mean, yeah. If you go to the right place. It sounds about right. I would because it's something that's gonna last forever, you think, wow, this guy's gonna get gypped. No, no, no. I will pay top dollar to have artwork <laughs> displayed on my body. But didn't you feel the same way when you went and got your tats? Yeah. If you're gonna always. get another tat, you're like, I'm gonna pay top dollar so this looks good. Yeah. Even yeah. if I even if I start slacking and don't go to the gym, I want this <laughs> tattoo to look good. So, and that's the risk I run. I feel like if I have a chest piece too, I'll always be motivated to keep my chest in somewhat decent shape because I feel like a chest piece on just man tits would look awful. <laughs> so you got to hold yourself accountable for that, right? Yeah. Like no, no, no. That's way too much ink to have on flabby man titties like that. I'm like no, nah, gotta Got to hit some dips, some push-ups. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, so about your chest. No. <laughs> We get to the point where I'll start popping, popping pecs like Terry Crews in The Rock. <laughs> would you rather, would you rather pec talk or cock talk? Which one are we going for? Neither. <laughs> sports, <laughs> sports. <laughs> All right. Uh, alpha, Beta, Zeta. The Alpha. With Flan not here, I'll take over. I'll take the wheel for this one. Savannah Clement, our friend. She is a uh, fan of the show, friend of the show. Actually, let me let me rephrase that. Friend of the show and fan of the show in that yeah, order. Yeah. Uh, hint, hint. We will be talking to her a little bit later. She. Unveiled to us on Twitter, Savannah clanging and banging with the big boys. Only girl in 60 pounds, and I know that Flan isn't here right now, but that would 60 pound dumbbells getting yoked around by Savannah. All right, yeah, she's clanging and banging, and that is something that Flan would be all about. So Savannah, you get the alpha. Congratulations, Savannah Clements. Uh, I told her on on the Twitter machine. I said you need to get dumbbells like the Bowflex dumbbells that are adjustable from five to fifty. And she goes, "Too bad I curl 60s. Oh, so it was just yeah. It was one of those where yeah, if you could have had the reggae horn in the back, wah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like all right, all right, you got me. So yeah, Alpha is uh, Savannah. The Beta Instagram challenges. Oh, I'm man. done with these. Okay, I partaked. I'm done. You partaked. You partook. 
partook. Yeah. Oh, this is an educated man, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> He's wearing a UC Davis jacket, but that don't mean dick. <laughs> I'm messing. Uh, I'm very intelligent man. Partook. Yeah, a scholar and a gentleman. So yeah, you partook I'd in it. Say gentleman first. <laughs> so you you partook in a Instagram push challenge. Up, yeah. Oh really, dude? Speaking of push up challenges, did you see Baker Mayfield? No. Oh my. Look that up right now on your phone. <laughs> Baker Mayfield live reaction, Dan Benjamin, Baker Mayfield push-up challenge. And Does it, look bad? it looks really, I mean, you know, he's doing something. He is, it's <sighs> elbows in technique, so he's really trying to target the tre- the chest and the tries more, more, more pec talk. So, and I, I just, I mean, you know, it looks like something took possession of, of young, young Baker Mayfield. Like Joe Tessitore doing that. Bird, where are we at here? I don't know, man. I'm the wrong guy to be looking this up. Damn. Oh my. <laughs> all right. If I find this before you, dude. All right. We're officially. Boom. Open up the Twitter machine. Oh, there we go. Here okay. Because I'm pulling it up right now. I've already got Baker Mayfield push up. Excuse the hair. Is this it? This music? No. There should be no music. Why is Michael Jackson playing in the background? I don't know. That's him, though. Is he in a white long sleeve shirt? Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. There you go. It's correct. You have the right video. I'm seeing this. What is your reaction to it? Rate his form on a scale of 1 to 10. Like a six. He looks like a Brockham Sockham robot. You know what? It, that's what it looks like. Is he's just going wink, 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 wink. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, Baker Mayfield doing the push-up challenge. I got tagged, and I guess Phil Mickelson had a had a challenge where he took a shot, and then you just pointed at the camera and nominated a couple people. Um, shot of booze? You just, no, no. A shot of whatever your your choice spirit was. Like the yeah. the kid who tagged me, uh, Casey was uh, shout out my boy Casey. He was uh, drinking vodka. I just immediately messaged him back, and I said, no. And I said, let's not, and say we did. And he goes, no, 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 no. all right, fine. So, and then uh, Tim Tim Brown, actually, a friend of the show, uh, he challenged me to a push-up challenge uh, that I still haven't completed, but I'll send it to him eventually, maybe, wink, wink. Uh, so that, that one's still incoming. I, I owe him one. But, yeah, just don't tag me in any of those. Don't send me any. It's a good idea for you to pass the time. Um, but I can't be bothered with them, all right? <laughs> I really can't. There's so many to try and keep up with. I guess I was on Twitter the other day, and there's like six of them that are on TikTok, and they have to do with like the different. I don't oh, have a TikTok. No mic there you go. Uh, no, I don't have a TikTok. I don't Neither understand do I. it. I've officially sat into, I've dug my heels in the sand when it comes to social media, okay? Yeah. I am about Instagram, I'm about Twitter. I don't really like Facebook, but I have it for work, so okay. LinkedIn is still kind of where I'm getting into this. Like, I'm still kind of confused. I'll do the Snapchat thing. After that, all the other social media apps, for the birds. For the yeah. birds. I can't. Nope, that's for everybody else. I can't I can't waste my time on it. I'm with you. Yeah, we'll see which ones stand the test of time. And because, obviously, Twitter and Instagram and even Snapchat to a, to a point have, have lasted the test of time. I mean, MySpace ain't around anymore. Facebook was on the way out there for a little bit, yeah. and then they just started buying everything. Instagram's gonna keep Facebook alive, so. I I mean, you know, just the, the Instagram challenges, man. Just, just, just stop. Just, just stop. <laughs> I'm with you. All right. And then the Zeta, the weirdest thing, uh, just no sports, because we are about what is this now? Two weeks into this, I think we're about. Yeah. We're about. About. 
when we last shut down sports and actually let me let me pull up the uh the show sheet from last time where we were very very inappropriate uh yeah 311 so about two about about two weeks two weeks on the dot right today is the days. 25th yeah so two weeks now without sports and i hate it here i really do i hate it man I, yeah you can only watch so many reruns of so many different things or like documentaries like the, we'll get into some certain documentaries later on in the show but it's just like I, I miss i miss live competition like nature documentaries are doing it for me to a degree because you get to watch wildlife compete and survive and that's dope. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it's just like I miss a score. I miss a referee blowing a call. I've really yeah, it's I hard for me to watch. I miss the jersey colorways. Sure. I don't really watch it. I've gone to movies. You've been going to movies? No, gone to movies. Oh, like made the switch to yeah, movies. Yeah. So I was like, what fucking re- what, nah, what movie nah, theater nah, still nah. open, bro? Like, let me know. My couch. <laughs> yeah, just on my couch. Oh, okay. Well, you know, yeah, home, home just, theater here. I, it's it is weird. It's perfect Zeta for sure. I mean, it's not where I want. It's not where I want to be. You know, um, I I hope that sports comes back. Even if they really, I really at this point, I don't care if they're playing in with nobody there. If it's just if you just want to put one camera on going back and forth like real shitty simple technology, I'll watch it. I don't yeah. care. I'm not gonna be picky. I just need for I, real. I want sports back. That's I miss it so shit. much. Yeah, it hurts. On the inside <laughs> and on the outside. That's real. That's genuine. <laughs> it's genuine pain and distraught. Yeah. There are times where I look around throughout moments of the day where I just kind of, I just kind of pick my head up and I look around and I just, I just think to myself, just what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> like, what are we doing? And yeah. uh, everything, everything ceased to exist. Yeah. So, all right. On that note, we'll try and pick ourselves up and uh, navigate through the show. At least there was uh, some NFL free agency. But first, that was the Alpha Beta Zeta, Savannah Clements, Instagram challenges, and then no sports. What a fucking time to be alive. So uh, let's, uh, we'll, we'll get to NFL free agency here in a second. But first, it's time for Tim Brown's stat of the day. More than 95% of people are naturally immune to leprosy. Wow. What a stat. Enjoyed yeah. your reaction? Yeah. Not a big leprosy guy? I'm not a big leprosy guy. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, to the best of my knowledge, right, I, un- I only get it from, I only know from the Bible um, when I think it was somebody went to go hang with the lepers. Uh, hopefully my grandma's not listening to this. She'll have a stroke right now. <laughs> somebody went to go hang with the lepers. And uh, leprosy is like, I think the nerve endings in your body are destroyed, so you just don't feel anything. So like these people can go up and put their hands on a hot stove yeah. and just leave it there, and their hand would get cooked to the stove, and they wouldn't feel nothing. Oh. Like So they could just keep it there. Um, they just they don't experience pain. They don't they don't have a sense of touch. Yeah, is like what to the best of my knowledge when it comes to leprosy. So more than ninety five percent of people are naturally immune to the disease. Why don't they just the better way to write that stat is five percent of the people in the world are lepers. Like right. leprosy affects up to five percent of the population would have been a better way to word that stat. I don't like the way that stat was worded. Okay, yeah, I agree. I'm with uh, you. Thank you. I'm rarely ever Confusing. wrong. Rarely Confusing. ever wrong. So that's good to have the reassurance there because now I know I'm right. 100%. All right. Let's get to uh, some NFL free agency talk here. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner. Ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. So NFL free agency happened. And there was winners and there was losers in the... Thank uh, God for NFL free agency. Dude, though. really, though. Shout out to NFL. I've been making... <laughs> I've been making jokes with people that the NFL is going to be just ignorant enough to think that they could just tough out the coronavirus 
And like half games. Just, oh, dude, they'd just be like, we're the NFL. Like, he'll just tough it out. Like, it'll be fine. Yeah, and I guess no, it'll be all done. I, and I, you know, I don't know if the season's actually going to go off as planned, but all this going on right now, perfect distraction. I'll take it and I'll act like everything's going to go off without a hitch, right? For real. Yeah. So, uh, when it comes to uh, the NFL free agency period, that includes, you know, trades and, and whatnot and all the things of that, of that sort, that nature. Uh, if you're Bill O'Brien and the Houston oh, Texans. Oh, man. How the how the bleep do you still well no I mean I cut you how the fuck do you still have a job right now let alone as a head coach but a general manager right I, so yeah. look at this just this is really really bad when you see this key additions David Johnson running back David Johnson wide receiver Randall Cobb safety Eric Murray key losses DeAndre Hopkins D- defensive tackle DJ Reader notable re-signings and tags. Kaimi Fairbairn and Bradley Roby. What are you doing, Bill Bryan? Go. Is that the number one loser? That's well. That's Obviously. what that's what they have as the biggest yeah. loser here, according to Yahoo Sports. I've got a, got one or two ta- or two or three tabs here open with this. Uh, but yeah, it's just what a what a terrible. What? I mean, it's hands down, hands down, the biggest loser. And, and you know what's funny is we're gonna be saying and we're gonna be talking all this smack about the Texans and watch them come out this year and be like an eleven and five team. And Deshaun Bill would have to be the MVP. Well, of course, but yeah. I say you the fact that you've got rid of DeAndre Hopkins and you and you and you brought in Randall Cobb and you're like, yeah, that'll do. Like, will we'll, uh, we'll, David Johnson? Will Fuller's gonna be your number one wide receiver? Who was your number one? Because you just traded away a number one. You just traded away number one. I don't know who. Now you have two number two wide receivers. And let me tell you, as a, as a Steeler fan, that didn't work out very well last year. I don't know if Juju's ready to be the number one. We'll get there in a second. Hot takes. But <laughs> I, I'm telling you, the fact that you traded for yeah. David Johnson in that shitty contract and the fact that he has been a shell of himself ever since he broke his wrist, right? Remember that? Yeah. And it I was think like. He got he, something in his knee, too. Right? He lit up. The, I, well, I don't know, because I haven't paid attention to him since yeah. he fucking came back. So he lit up the league that one year, went number one in every year, everybody's fantasy draft. I think that was like 15 or 16, and then ended up breaking his wrist and has been a shell of himself ever since. And then, come to find out, granted, it's another case of damaged goods, but the Rams end up cutting Todd Gurley two days, two, three days later, some shit like that. Maybe not two, three days, a little bit later. And you find out that you could have brought Todd Gurley in on a massive discount and probably gotten the same amount of production that you're going to get from David Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Bill O'Brien, I think I called him Bill O'Brien earlier. Bill O'Brien, how do you still in have a game, job? In that game, I thought he would, he should have lost his job. The Bills game, they were, it was, they almost screwed that up. Or the the Chiefs, the Chiefs playoff game, yeah, maybe like that, that yeah. would have been one where I would have been like. Okay, thank you. It yeah. was a fun ride while it lasted, right. but you, sir, you went up twenty-four on Andy Reid. You let him back in the game, and in you the didn't, and, and you didn't score a single bleeping point, fucking point the rest of the game. <laughs> I'm self, I'm self-editing myself. I'm trying, but it's just like this is absolutely absurd. Nah. I don't know how this guy still has a job. I feel like I could, I feel like not even myself, ninety percent of us. Could do the ninety-five percent of us that are immune to leprosy could do our job. <laughs> could do that the job better than Bill O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. Bill O'Brien, and that's just based off of Madden Simulator. Give someone a copy like Madden 2018 or something like some shit like that just to play around and fuck around with for the free agency mode, and they'd do a better job than Bill O'Brien did right now. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, how about this? The Los Angeles Rams. Ashawn Robinson and Leonard Floyd, they they added. They lost. This is, this is ridiculous. Uh, they lost Dante Fowler, Corey Littleton, Michael Brockers, Todd Gurley, Nikel Roby Coleman, Clay Matthews, and Eric Weddle retired. Uh, they are bringing back Andrew Whitworth, who I believe is 34 now, or 34 or 35. Not Maybe even older. Yeah. So 
this this really bad for the Rams. Uh, the Rams went for the home run here back to back years, uh, missed terribly. They got very very close the first year and then missed terribly the second. And I think this is just a byproduct of that is that you have to get a bunch of money off the books. Yeah, got to blow it up. They're blowing it up. As a Niner fan, this has to this has to intrigue you though, where you're just like, oh, this is amazing. Like you've invested all that money in golf. You've gotten rid of Gurley. <laughs> like they have so much dead money tied up right now. Look, at, I, you want me to run off those names again? Dante, look at how much they lost off the defense. Dante Fowler Jr., Corey Littleton, Michael Brockers, Nikhil Roby Coleman, Clay Matthews, Eric Weddle. Does that defense <clears throat> even scare you anymore? No, they're in trouble. They are. It's crazy though. Like. They're now by far the – they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Now they're by far the worst – I mean, probably well, the worst team in the division. Cardinals still exist. But, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Well, now they got DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitz. Who's I the know. other one? Uh, Christian Kirk. I like the I like yeah. that wide receiving court yeah. in, in Arizona. As long as, Aaron, uh, as long as Kyler Murray's got more than three seconds to sit back there in the pocket and throw the ball, he might, he might be in good shape. Right. Give him an extra second where he's not running around like a chicken with his head cut off. All right. Uh, another loser here, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Key additions: uh, Joe Schub- Schubert, Schobart, Schubert, yeah, Rodney Brown. Gunter, and Darquiz, Darquiz Denard. Uh, key losses were Nick Foles, AJ Bouye, and Calais Campbell. And then they uh, they franchise tag Yannick. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce that last name because I'll hurt myself. But he's yeah. a defensive yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Calais Campbell thing I think is going to hurt more than the Nick Foles thing. For sure. This is a team Minshew. that. Have we, can we agree that they're that they're going 100% in on the the tank this year? Jacksonville might be looking to go into the the Trevor Lawrence yeah. sweepstakes here. Yeah, we'll see. With Min- you have I mean, you have Minshew and Josh Dobbs as your back is your quarterback right now over there in Jacksonville. Josh yeah. Dobbs, keep in mind you uh, former Steeler went to the University of Tennessee. Uh, has no eyebrows due to genetic condition, but but also scored the Alabama. highest. Yes, also had the same thing that Charlie Villanueva had, exactly. the, that former Piston. Yeah. Uh, the uh, He had the highest scoring uh, result on the Wonderlic test. For real? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. ever yeah. recorded in history. Yeah. I think he got a, I think he got a perfect score. Yeah. So, yeah, a very, very smart guy. I called him – I used to call him Josh Dobbs, a rocket scientist, when he's in Pittsburgh because, I mean, when he come out there in, in preseason and throw a couple picks, he'd look good. But uh, <laughs> it, then it'd be like, all right, well, we need you to go hold that clipboard. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, the Detroit Lions – Offensive tackle Hala Pavola. I'm gonna hurt myself real quick. Hala Pavola Adi Vitai, uh, linebacker Jamie Collins, defensive tackle Denny Shelton, uh, quarterback Chase Daniel, and safety uh, Deron Harmon. That's all all coming in. They're losing uh, Darius Slay, uh, Graham Glasgow, Devin Kennard, and uh, Rick Wagner. They have no notable uh, franchise tags or re-signings. So the Darius Slay thing I think is gonna hurt here. Um, They're changing a whole bunch of shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So they are on the losers. Yeah, they did. The, they they gave them a uh, a D D minus here. Wow. So, yeah. I don't know, man. They brought in some decent pieces. Who'd you say again? Uh, I was gonna say Jamie they, Collins, Vatai, the offensive tackle. Jamie Collins, the linebacker. Danny Shelton, the defensive tackle. Shelton. Chase Daniel, the quarterback. Who? <laughs> let's talk about Chase Daniel no, for for ten seconds. What a career! Just take the what time. Career. Take the time right now to go home and just Google how much Chase Daniel has made in his NFL career. Uh. I rest my case. <laughs> and then they brought in a safety, Deron Harmon, via a trade. <laughs> you thought I was about to praise Chase Daniel for a second. I was just like, that boy, that boy got bread. That's it. He's <laughs> shout out to his agent and Kirk Cousins' agent. Don't even get me started on that. We'll, uh, don't we'll get to that in a second. Oh. Uh, but, um, yeah, so the Detroit Lions poised for mediocrity once again. Yeah, for sure. I really thought this team was going to try and make a run at Brady. With the whole Patricia thing, 
Like, why not? I thought he was a lock for the Titans. They still have a good wide receiving core, too. I like their wide receiving core. Marvin Galladay, Jones Jr., yeah. Kenny, uh, yeah, Kenny Galladay. Yeah. And then they got another one who was running the slot this past year. He was on my fantasy team for a couple of weeks. I, I forgot it, but I picked him up. Uh, good, good player. Can't remember him. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> I feel like yeah, uh, you, got my, you got you some point. You Mike Francesa right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he came in clutch for like weeks, like eight through ten. Good yeah, little yeah. player. I don't remember his name. <laughs> uh, all right, Minnesota Vikings. Key additions: uh, Michael Pierce, the defensive tackle. Key losses: Stephon Diggs, wide receiver. Cornerback uh, Xavier Rhodes, defensive end Everson Griffin. Cornerback Trey Waynes, defensive tackle Linval Joseph. Defensive end Stephen Weatherly. Uh, notable re-signings, Anthony Harris got the franchise tag. They signed their kicker, Dan Bailey. And then they also gave Kirk Cousins two years, $66 fucking million. So I don't know what's going on there because I read yeah. off a lot of defensive talent that oh you've just God. lost. Well, Xavier Rhodes, Everson Griffith, Trey Waynes, Linval Joseph. Like, what What are you doing? And then you're just like, you know what? We're going to take all that money we're saving and we're going to give it to Kirk. That's crazy. We're going to give it to that Kirk. That is crazy. I didn't realize that. That's <laughs> horrible. That's horrible. Minnesota Vikings. Oh, Ooh. man. Guess the grade they Kirk, got. That's got to be a D minus. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yes, this man knows his Yahoo. All right. That's that's absolutely ridiculous. Okay. They're going to be bad. Yeah. What do you think? Just a rough guess on the on the Vikings record next year. Reckless. I don't know. I don't even know the schedule, but. Just say, just look at it. Just with the with the with the house severed. It sounds like the defense. I'd say is seven. Be. Adam Thielen's your number one wide receiver. Seven, seven and nine's the ceiling. Oh wow! Okay. Ceiling. And Kirk, they trust. All right, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, Stephen Weatherly, and uh, wide receiver Robbie Anderson. Who, as someone who can't really bench a lot myself, doesn't look like Robbie Anderson can bench a whole lot of <laughs> weight. I see him running out there, and I'm just like, this guy looks like he's built to play in the NBA, not play For football. Real. If you he's see the way, thin. Yeah, yeah. Google Robbie Anderson. There you go, wide receiver, and take a look at him, and just tell me. He looks more of like a Brandon Ingram type, just about <laughs> six inches shorter. All right, and then the the Panthers lost Luke Keekley to retirement. Uh, Cam Newton, quarterback Cam Newton gone. James Bradbury, Mario Addison, Gerald McCoy, Vernon Butler, Eric Reed, and tight end Greg Olson. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. That's Here. a lot. That's a loser also. They obviously. re-signed Trey Boston. Uh, these guys got a D. So we're yeah. moving up here on the grades. So uh, Carolina Panthers. A D though. It's still no Yikes, good. man! In a in a in a year where Tom Brady comes into your division, and you tell yourself we're gonna get rid of Cam, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let Kyle Allen go. So I don't know who the backup quarterback is. They brought in the XFL dude. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Anderson or whatever his name is. No, uh, Walker. Close enough. So <laughs> same thing. He's backup. So and then they bring in Big Dick Ted and they just say, hey, you're going to be slinging the rock. You'll be slinging dick and slinging rock here in Carolina. So, uh, yeah, good luck getting that image of Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> out of your head. And so the, uh, the Carolina Panthers get a D. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater put the D in the Carolina Panthers uh, grade there. All right, the Chicago Bears uh, bringing in Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn gonna hurt myself. Jimmy Graham, and then Nick, the Nick Foles trade. So uh. interesting. Until I read off this, uh, they let go Nick uh, Kwiatkowski, Leonard Floyd, uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, uh, Chase Daniel. They let go. Sad day. Uh, wide receiver Taylor Gabriel, again nice little uh, slot slot wide receiver return type, and then Prince of Makamura gone. But they did re-sign Danny Trevathan, or they put a franchise tag on him. One or the other. Um, I actually like what Chicago did, yeah, moving not, away yeah, from so from Mitch. Um, Potentially. Well, I mean, Nick Foles is better than Mitch Trubisky. On on Mitch That's, on Mitch Trubisky's best day, a mediocre Nick Foles is still better than Mitch Trubisky. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl 
Yeah. And a Super Bowl MVP. I know. So, give me. So you're saying he's the week one starter? He has to be. This is, and if not, he's in a position where he's poised to take over that that job at some point during the season, and then it's good for Chicago because they've told themselves, "Hey, we've invested this money in. We're going to invest this money in Nick Foles. We won't have to repay Mitch Trubisky, and then we can go and try and draft another quarterback that will eventually be be better than Nick Foles. And then you'll still have to pay the Nick Foles contract." but you'll have a better quarterback on that rookie deal that Trubisky was on, and you can still try and make that work. Yeah. And, I mean, Nick Foles is not a bad quarterback to where I would have to the point where it's like I would have I would have Nick Foles in my quarterback room helping me groom a better quarterback. Cause For sure. Just no, yeah, so I agree. I, I, th- hit on I don't know. Yeah. All right, how about this? The uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So we liked it. We liked what they were doing, but they, they, they got a D too. Dallas yeah, Cowboys. Really? Yeah, there's harsh, harsh critics here. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Gerald McCoy, Ha Ha Clinton Dix are coming to the uh, Cowboys, leaving the Cowboys. Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, Randall Cobb, Jeff Heath, Malik Collins, Jason Witten, Travis Frederick retired. They mm. re-signed Amari Cooper. Dak Prescott got the tag. And uh, tight end Blake Jarwin's coming in. Cowboys also got a D. So I don't know what the grade scale here was. but uh, Tough. Yeah. Tough. Very, I don't really like excited. what the Cowboys did, though. That doesn't, I mean. Uh, Quinn, they brought in some veterans, I guess. Some I mean, we'll see veterans what they on do. the defense. It's uh, it's looking increasingly like um, I mean, the R words did some. The R words are looking all right. They're, they there's only you can only go up from there. The Eagles are going to be a perennial, just kind of hang around and kind of run that division. The Cowboys are going to implode on themselves, and we're going to see what the Giants do. I don't know that that's a division that's wide open. That's yeah, where I think the divi- I, agree. I think the winner of that I division. Agree. This is another year, another Anybody. classic NFC East year where the winner is going to be eight and eight, nine and seven. It's just yeah. one of those years where that that's all you have to do to win that division is win nine games, it seems like, every year. So, all right, uh, we'll do one last team here, and then we'll start bouncing around everywhere uh, to all the different various – I'll propose different teams that you can we can bring up. The New England Patriots, uh, they bring in Bo Allen, Adrian Phillips, and Brian Hoyer. They lose Tom Brady, Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins, Danny Shelton, Steven Guskowski. That one's going to hurt. Uh, and then they, they re-sign Devin McCourty and franchise tag Joe Thune. Um, I think that the Patriots in the long term will be okay, but the Patriots dynasty as we know it now is over. No doubt. And no thank doubt. God. Thank fucking God. There's no way Brian Hoyer or Jared Stidham is going to be the one to lead them to the promised land. This will be a team because naturally the quarterback. Would you care as much, though, even if they did? Yes, I would still would because I hate that. I hate I hate the Patriots. Yep. I, I really okay. just hate Tom Brady more than anything. Exactly. But, He's not but, Tom Bra- but Tom Brady falls. Tom Brady's number one, and second on that pecking order is the New England Patriots. They're yeah. tied right there with the Baltimore Ravens, I tell you. But Tom Brady is is number one. Just enemy, public thank, enemy thank God he's in the NFC now. I don't have to deal with him. Like, thank <laughs> you, Tom. Go out and live the rest of it. I wish you the best of luck the next two years unless you face the Steelers, and then I wish I hope you suffer. <laughs> I hope it is a rough 60 minutes for you out on that field, sir. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at the Patriots here. Like, this will be a team where they'll compete for the division just because the division's so bad. But other than that, like, what else? You know, I mean, like, that's the Bills have to win. Look at what else is going on in the AFC, man. You got the Chiefs. You got the Chiefs look poised to ma- the, the, to hang around. They're going to be around for at least the next two years minimum, just because until that Mahomes contract kicks in, until they pay him, that's going to get interesting. You got the Chargers who aren't looking too bad. You got the Broncos who are sleeping giant. The Raiders are thinking that they're promising they're going to do something. Stop. You have the Steelers and the Ravens in the North. You have the Colts. You have the Titans who actually knocked them out. And then the Bills weren't too far behind. But I'm just saying, looking at all those teams in the AFC right there, like the Patriots are not the bully that we thought they once were. 
Like know. it's the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Ravens and the Chiefs right now. Are, as much as I hate to admit it, the Ravens and the Chiefs are kind of the teams that are kind of you know uh, waving it around right now yeah. with the rest of the AFC teams. You know exactly what I was ready to say. Yeah. Uh, waving it around at the rest of the AFC teams, and there's a couple teams that are shortly there after ready to follow suit. Um, and it's just I don't know about the Patriots, man. We'll see. They got a D. We'll see. Yeah. D also, uh, damn. Packers, Jets, Chiefs. Which one do you want to hear about? Packers. All right, let's do Packers, the Packers. Packers. Uh, Christian Kirksey, uh, linebacker, and then Rick Wagner coming in, offensive tackle. They lose Blake Martinez, Brian Beluga, Jimmy Graham, and Kyle, Kyler Fackrell. Never heard of him. Uh, notable re-signings, none. So no wide receivers for anything. Uh, this they also get a D. They lose Damn. Brian Beluga, who was uh, yeah, you know who was big. a good good tackle there for them. So it's going to be another rough year for the Packers. I'm going to be interested to see what they do with the draft. They haven't done anything in free agency thus far. Somehow they still managed to get 12 games or win 12 games last year. 13, I think actually. But 13. I, that was a byproduct of an e- a cake ass schedule. So. But who, who is he going to throw the ball to? Who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball to? They got to draft someone, right? All right. All right. Uh, next two here, we have, uh, we'll go Steelers first and then we'll go Niners because it's actually the Steelers, not, they're under the category of a step back or at least not forward for these teams. And the Niners are the first team under the category some good, some bad, mostly average. So these, we're going to see Yahoo Sports is about to have two very upset individuals here. <laughs> uh, the Steelers get a D. Bringing in tight end Eric Ebron, fullback Derek Watt, and offensive lineman Stephen Wisniewski. Uh, losing defensive tackle Javon Hargrave and guard Ramon Foster retires. Uh, they franchise tagged Bud Dupree. I like it. I like the move so far. And uh, it doesn't, Yeah, it's kind of kind of staying pat, right? They just Not signed, a whole lot going on. They just signed a Ebron, pass. Ebron, I like Ebron. They just signed a pass rusher from the XFL, too. I forget his name, uh, but I saw that that happen today. Uh, I'm excited about the Ebron thing because when Ebron's healthy, like Andrew Luck and Eric Ebron like had a connection, and yeah. when he played with a good quarterback, I'm not calling Jacoby Brissett like a bad quarterback, but when he played with a very good quarterback, which we can agree Big Ben is, um, he, he, he shined. He played well, so I'm excited. That was a weak spot for them last year. They yeah. did not have good tight end play. So now you have... Um, Zach Gentry, the six foot seven kid out of Michigan. You have uh, you have now Eric Ebron, and then the other tight end, uh, Vance McDonald, because oh, I think yeah. they're going to cut Xavier Xavier Grimble now. And they got rid of fullback Xavier Nick, I mean Roosevelt Nix, who I liked, but eh, whatever. And you bring in Derek Watt, so it's like I want to see them make a move. I was actually texting Mateo. They don't have a first. They don't have a pick until like the fifties or sixties. So I think what they need to do is take a pick from next year and package that with a later round pick from this year and try and move up. It's a it's a deep, rich wide receiver draft. And like I said earlier, uh, Juju, unless he's made the improvements this offseason, did not look like a number one wide receiver. So maybe maybe he can become a one number one wide receiver if you have another uh, threat out, over on the outside. So like. I'm not saying we're going to get Jerry Judy. I'm not saying we're going to get C.D. Lamb. But let me get, like, maybe the fourth or fifth best wide receiver in this draft uh, projected. Somebody to compliment Juju. You have Deontay Johnson there, the the rookie out of Toledo, who looked really – or the the now second-year player out of Toledo. And then, of course, you still have James Washington, too, from Oklahoma State. So the wide receiving core has some potential there. I'm excited for what's going to happen with the Steelers. You don't even need to draft a running back. You can go find those off the street now. For real. And and the Niners did it. So Yeah, seriously. why, why can't you have a rotating door for the Steelers? So to, the, the fact that they gave him a D, I don't agree with. I give them a C. Very average, very safe, not a whole, whole lot of risk right, here so yeah. far with the Steelers. I don't like – but it's, it's you know, semantics right now with the grades. Anyway, moving along to the San Francisco 49ers. Key additions, none. Key losses, defensive lineman DeForest Buckner, 
I said there was a, when that happened, I tweeted out that there was a deforestation going on in Santa Clara. <laughs> Tip of the cap. And uh, wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders, uh, notable re-signings, Eric Armstead and Jimmy Ward. So interesting here, and I just want to know as a Niner fan, are you... Notable addition, 13th pick. Well, that's true. Uh, uh, but key additions, I'm looking for an actual, like, you know, tangible player right now, and I don't have that. Although I did see a draft, I did see a mock draft projection today that saw Jerry Judy, the wide receiver from yeah. Alabama, going to the Niners at 13, and that is dangerous. Now, keep in mind, I'm off the Niner hater wagon. I'm done with that <laughs> character now. So I can, I can put on the logical approach here. Are you more pumped with the fact that they are putting their eggs in the Eric Armstead basket, or uh, should they have kept DeForest Buckner and got rid of Armstead? Because it sounds like that was the decision that was that was made in the front office. I, I think I don't know how the decision was made. Like, it depends. Maybe they Colts said a different, or if someone gave them a different pick for Armstead or whatever. Thirteenth overall, saved money. They're, they basically, I think, they chose Kittle over Buckner because mm-hmm. they're about to pay Kittle a bunch. I mean, his extension's getting picked. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, <clears throat> it depends. It depends how this 13th pick goes. I think, I mean, if the front get, office has done well in the draft. If they get Jerry Judy, though, that's huge. I just think – Down like, with the receiver. Mateo, Mateo was, was tweeting out clips of CeeDee Lamb, and don't get me wrong – He's a baller. He's a baller, but he's playing in the Big Twelve, man. And I'm just, I'm telling yeah. you, as someone who had a Big Twelve quarterback last year, has a couple of Big Twelve wide receiver, you know, had a Big Twelve wide receiver there too. There's just something about the lack of defense that is played in that conference. I'm not saying that there's not talent that can't come from that conference, yeah. but you just, you have to take into account that there's just a lack of, there's just a, such a discrepancy there in the level of defense that's played. Like, go after Jerry Judy. He's a freak of fucking nature. Like this, this is the Julio Jones. This is the DeAndre Hopkins of this draft. Maybe they got drafted in the same draft. I'm not sure. But this is the prize possession here. The 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 special yeah. toy wide receiver that you want, right? Al Davis would be creaming his jeans over Jerry Judy right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm telling you that don't, right now. Don't say that. Oh, don't, for real, don't he would let, though. Uh, he don't would. Let his son hear you. He oh my the goodness. Before the Niners. That's true, huh? <laughs> oh, I'm trying to see. Are they on this list? Are we gonna highlight the Raiders here coming down? Because I have questions. I have – oh, wow, yes. They were very nice to the Raiders. Of course, when you don't have anything to show for it, it's, you know, it's easy. It's like uh, starting off at zero. When you double zero and you, or when you get to one, <laughs> you double it. So, all right, next uh, next crop of teams here you want to see are from the Seahawks, the Giants, the Falcons, or the R-Words. Let's hear from the Seahawks. Actually, I want to touch on these. Okay. Uh, the Seahawks will do real quick. Uh, Brandon Shell coming. Uh, Greg Olson and Quentin Dunbar coming in. George Font, Quentin Jefferson out. Jaron Reed was the uh, re-signing, the notable re-signing of the franchise tag. Uh, the Seahawks get a C. I, I mean, the wide receiver thing is pretty good over there. I don't know. This was a team that was like relatively Didn't pretty they good. Signer receiver. I don't see it on the key addition here. Um, maybe somebody fast. Philip Dorsett. Is that who they did? Yeah. Okay, because now you have uh, is Lockett still playing? Yeah, yeah. you have Lockett, showed it. Metcalf. Now Greg Olson to throw to. You have. Um, Dorset. Oh shit! I forgot about oh, tight ends on the Steelers. They traded for Vanette, the guy from the Seahawks last year. So now they might have four four tight ends oh, on the yeah. roster. Anyway, um, so yeah, you have Olsen, and then you have Metcalf there too. I don't know if I'm the Seahawks, I'm looking to beef up that that running back stock there. Maybe dip a little bit into the free agents. Not that you have to cash out, but like look to bring bring in new guys. That's crazy. Their backs were good, man. They got hurt. Yeah. 
They all got hurt. It was weird. Uh, the Falcons. What do we think the Falcons are doing here? They bring in Dante Fowler Jr., Todd Gurley, and Hayden Hurst. They let go of Austin Hooper, Devontae Freeman, Desmond Trufant, Vic Beasley, and Devondre Campbell. I don't know. Oof. The defense has got to be rough. Yeah, right? it's exciting if you're Fal- if you're the Falcons looking at offense, but defensively it's just like, oof, yeah, I don't know what's going on here. They are, uh, oh, my. What they get it? What? They got a C. See. Yeah, I know some of the some of the grading here was a little interesting. These next two teams, I think, are going to be good uh, to watch this upcoming year. The Washington R words, Kendall Fuller and Sean Davis and Thomas Davis coming in, so they really address the defense. Uh, they lose Eric Flowers, Case Keenum, Josh Norman, uh, Vernon Davis retires, and they traded away Quentin Dunbar. They re-signed Brandon Scherf, uh, they rather franchise tagged him, I should say. They get a C plus. Uh, I think this is a team that if they address the offense, uh, maybe get one more like a, a tackle or a guard, and you get a wide receiver and a running back for... <laughs> That's the whole offense. No, 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 no. I know, I know, it, sounds, I know it sounds like very, very complicated. That's the whole right offense. Now. No, I'm saying you get, you get a guard, you get a running back, and you get a wide receiver. Boom, you're good to go, yeah. right? Maybe, uh, no, not a guard, a tackle, because Scherf's a guard. So you get yourself a left tackle, a wide yeah, receiver, Williams and a running back, you're good to go. Who's the tight end in Washington? Uh, Jared, Jordan Reed? Yeah. So if he can stay healthy and not get concussed, you know, this is, there's potential there for them. So I like it. We'll, we'll see. Um, that means Haskins is the guy. Yes. I mean, they're gonna get Chase well Young. that, and then you have uh, you have who's the uh, backup? Kyle Allen. Oh yeah, Kyle Allen's the backup. So yeah, new new coach coming in too. So, um, see. Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. Uh, the Chargers: Trey Turner, Brian Beluga, Linval Joseph, and Chris Harris coming in. They say goodbye to Philip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Russell Okung, Derek Watt, Thomas Davis, Jatavis Brown, and Adrian Phillips. They uh, re-signed Austin Eckler and franchise-tagged Hunter Henry. This was good for the Chargers. I think this is something that had to happen. Yeah. You had to move on from Phillip Rivers. You had to move on from Melvin Gordon. For real. Those were two offensive talents, but, but detriments. Oh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon uh, just signed with Broncos. Uh, the Broncos, and Phillip Rivers is now with the uh, the Colts. Yeah. We'll see. The, the, they, they said they want to go. They believe in uh, Tyrod Taylor. It's Tyrod, not Tyrod. They're drafting someone, though. Yes. They got to be. If they draft Herbert, I think Herbert is the biggest risk out of all the quarterbacks to take this year. Hot takes, but um, I don't – we'll Dude, see. They, they, he's, he's projected to go Tua. there. No. Tua's I think Tua's going to be okay with the hip. Yeah. I think Tua's shown that he's going to be okay. It's Herbert that just – his accuracy, a little shaky. He's got a lot – he's got a Josh Allen feel to me. He's a big body, big arm, and uh, good for, like, if you want to – for the RPO that they run now. Yeah, he, yeah. He's going to be a guy that I think is going to run a lot more than he passes – and we're going to call him deceptively quick or some shit like that because he's white. <laughs> um, whereas, really, he's just a poor man's Lamar Jackson, you know? So, wow. we'll see. Yeah. I said it. I said it. I show respect to a, to a quarterback in the division. What can I say? All right. Uh, not really much. It's, it's something to get excited about. And they lead off this list with the Titans, the Bengals, and the Saints. Snore. Uh, the Eagles. What? Snore. I'm I'm good off them. The Broncos. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos here for a second. They bring in Graham Glasgow, Melvin Gordon, AJ Bouya, Bouye, uh, Jarrell Casey. They lose their center Connor McGovern, Chris Harrison. Uh, they release Joe Flacco. They franchise tag Justin Simmons. Interesting decision here, yeah. saying that hey, Drew Locke is our guy. We're good to go. This defense is gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah. AJ Bouye there. You still have um, Chubb and Von Miller. And I think Von Miller, we're here. We're this is it. This is a hot take Did here. They say hot take. Joseph too. Uh, they brought it. Who? Where? What did Linville I say? Linville Joseph. I didn't. No, 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 no. Yeah. They brought in Jarrell Casey. Oh, okay. Yeah, Linville Joseph went to. Let me go back to. He went to the Chargers. So the Chargers. You're getting your AFC West teams mixed right. up. Shame on you. 
So I think that the Broncos are going to be good. Uh, shout out to uh, Frankie Baby on Quad Pod. He said that the Broncos are going to be his dark horse team next year, and I'm I'm drinking that Kool Aid. You get Drew rid of Joe. Lock. You get rid of Joe Flacco. You cut the dead weight. Drew Locke is going to be your main guy. I forget who the backup is um, in Denver again. It's some scrub. They got somebody in. It's they? some scrub. Yeah, they signed some backup. Where I'm like, I can't believe he's still in the league. <laughs> and uh, like he's like he's a, case, a mentor. He's like he's a, a mentor. Case Keenum type. Yeah, yeah. And so, but it's not Case Keenum because they didn't bring him back. But that's where I'm just like, oh my god, who is it? I, I I'm blanking on who it is too. Whatever. It's not that important. Somebody's yelling at you. You're yelling at the podcast yeah. right now. And I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Um, the defense is going to be good. I think yeah. this is going to be, you know, you need to get, this is another team that needs Linebacker, to get a wide receiver. Wide you receiver, got Philip yeah. Lindsay in the running back, maybe get a complimentary back there, but you need a wide receiver because who's the wide receiver that he's throwing to right now? Cortland Sutton. Yeah. That's it. That's your, that's your best wide receiver. Yeah. Maybe I mean, a tight end and a wide receiver. They got that guy from Iowa, right? The this receiver? is a question phase. I don't know. Or not a receiver. I mean, tight end. Oh, okay. Well, Iowa's just Noah a tight Font. end factory for no Noah reason. Font, oh yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Noah Font. Yeah. So I think they're gonna be they're gonna be a good. Receiver, receiver, receivers, yeah. No, we we what shall. Do they pick. Uh, I do not know. I don't, have that. Teens, I don't right? have that. I don't have that number. Yeah. They can get a receiver. Steve draft. The Broncos. Okay, so Colts. Okay, the Ravens. I want to touch on real quick, and then the Bucks. I mean, we know the Bucks. We brought in Tom Brady. Congratulations. So, we'll see. Um, I have a hot take about them. We'll talk. Oh, we got some. We got some teams to cover here. All right, uh, let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. They bring in Calais Campbell and then they, uh, Michael Brocker, so they address the defensive line uh, because uh, Michael Pierce left, Tony John, Tony Jefferson, the safety's gone, and then Marshall Yonda retires. That's huge. I That's love huge. I love that. Um, and then they they franchise tag Matt Judon, the outside linebacker, and they bring in quarter, or re-sign Jimmy Smith, the, uh, the cornerback. So the Ravens, defensive, I mean, uh, division rival, very good team. Uh, defensive concentration, uh, obviously in this off season, because right. they like what they're doing. It's it's really interesting what they're doing on the offense. They're going 100% scheme, and they say we have our quarterback, and then every other piece on the offense is kind of interchangeable. Because I don't, that, right? You know, receivers they can I, use. A re- they don't have any. I see notable. every guy on the. I see every guy on the offense right now for the Ravens as a three-year shelf life, and they're looking like we got you for three years, and we'll move on to the next one. Yeah. You're all interchangeable pieces. Can you name a wide receiver on the Ravens besides Hollywood Brown? No. Thank you. Uh, the tight end. No, they got rid of okay. Hurst. Well, Mark uh, Andrews. There you go. There's yeah. one. And then the running backs. They are the poster child for we're just going to bring in any old buddy at running back and have a, stable, back. have a stable running backs. Yeah, no, it's not fantasy football, so I don't, I don't know either. any of the Ravens <laughs> running backs. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, Ingram. Mark Ingram. They brought him in. Okay, so there you go. There's one. And then, like I said, they so the, the offensive inch is interesting crazy. there. They've You're addressed right. the defense, but it's just the offense they are going to make it work because they, they just have care. football yeah. personnel in there. Yeah. They are the Patriots of the AFC North. Yeah. Is they really they just go obviously hey. way different scheme, but yeah. Well, in the sense that like, hey, we have our quarterback and every other piece, just you know, like yeah. do your job, otherwise you're out, and then we're gonna really focus heavy on the defense here. Right. So uh That's good, crazy. good luck to Baker Mayfield moving forward. You're gonna need it. <laughs> and uh good luck to Joe Burrow if you end up in Cincinnati, because you're gonna fucking need it. Between the Steelers defense and the Ravens defense, oh, those are four games a year that are gonna suck. So Yeah. All right, moving forward. They got a B. Uh the Bucks got a B plus, whatever. Uh, the Dolphins got a B plus. The Dolphins brought in cornerback Byron Jones, yeah. linebacker Kyle Van Noy, defensive oh. end Shaq Lawson, guard Eric Flowers, defensive end Emmanuel Ogba. Eric Flowers is interesting because he sucked as a tackle, and they moved over to guard, and now he's become an all-pro player. Right. Uh, running back Jordan Howard, and then linebacker Camus Gruger-Heel. Uh, no losses and no notable re-signings. 
I mean, Jesus. The, the Dolphins just had They're a, going for it. They had a ton of cap. That's really the Dolphins and the Colts. I think led the offseason this year with the most amount of cap room. The, yeah. the Colts had over a hundred million dollars in cap, and the Dolphins had I think about eighty million some in cap. So. Uh, they're really hoping for Tua. The whole thing was tank for Tua right. a couple years ago. You're sitting pretty at I think 11 is what they're at. No, they pick like don't they pick like third? Oh yes, excuse me. I think actually they pick five or six. I take that oh, yeah. like five or six. So Tua is poised to fall to them, um, and so they should be okay. So uh, interesting to see what comes out of the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins stand the best chance with the most upside here in uh, in the AFC East. Right, like the Bills are kind of set. Um, they're going defense heavy. You've got the Jets, who they have their quarterback, but I mean, it's the Jets. Come on, it's the Dolphins, who I think stand the chance to they're like picking five. They're picking five. Yeah. Okay, the Dolphins, if they get a quarterback and they nail the quarterback, the Dolphins are going to be the team to watch out of the AFC East for the next ten years. <laughs> if if they nail their quarterback, if not, it stays with the Jets. The Jets are the Jets, but I like the Jets' quarterback and Sam Darnold. I think the Jets are going to be more successful than the Bills. Wow, really? Yes, hot takes. I, I said Jets that got no I did just kind of contradict myself right there. Well, they'll they'll get somebody. It's a deep wide receiver draft, yeah. and even the off season here. Yeah. So once the draft happens, you'll see a lot of guys get signed, and, and even some XFL guys will come out of the woodwork there. But uh, the Jets will be the Jets until they're not the Jets. Which hey, excellent analysis. Thank you, asshole. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. But you have the quarterback. <laughs> you have the quarterback. The defense is looking nice. The quarterback just doesn't have the toys to play with on the offense. You didn't really have much of an they offense. Draft they didn't draft. have an offensive line at all. Le'Veon Bell is going to be night and day if he has an offensive line. Just look what he did in Pittsburgh. And, yeah, so you have no toys on the offense, but they have a good defense there in New York. That's what I'm saying. The Dolphins, because of look at all the moves they just made, if they get a quarterback, it's skies. It's the the potential is sky high. I just I'm not that sold on Josh Allen when it comes to the Bills. Really? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes yeah. I don't know, dude. That's a young young division all of a sudden. Yeah. Young quarterbacks, all uh, no name quarterbacks. Ton of potential. Ton right. of potential. All right. You know, so potential we have means though, right? Yeah. Well, it's a lot of disappointment. Means you haven't done anything. Also, yet. <laughs> a lot of room for disappointment there. All right. The Las Vegas Raiders. They're no longer in the Bay Area, but we're gonna talk about them. Bringing in linebacker Corey Littleton, defensive end Carl Nassib. Uh, Nasib, whatever. Linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski, quarterback Eli Apple, cornerback Eli Apple, safety Jeff Heath, defensive tackle Malik Collins, tight end Jason Witten, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, quarterback Marcus Mariota, and they lose linebacker Tahir Whitehead. So beta move bringing in Aguilar and Mariota. And I say beta because Mariota, I saw a tweet earlier today. They brought in a ton, though. About, like Littleton. Oh, they brought in a ton because they also had a like lot of cap room. So... Uh, Marcus Mariota makes it clear the Raiders are Derek Carr's team. So I tweeted out beta when I heard that. Yeah, uh, Marcus <laughs> Mariota, you have the potential to be better than Derek Carr. Yeah, I said it. Hot no takes. doubt. I'm 100%. I'm on that. So this is one of those jobs. This is one of those quarterback situations like we had with Tannehill. What he could be the Tannehill right. to his own, to Derek Carr's demise is like what happened, is what is really what, what happened ha- in Marcus yeah, Mariota. Yeah. Take note. You signed a nice contract coming into a situation where you have the potential to take over a starting quarterback. Don't fuck that up. Don't fuck, don't fuck that up. Why is it? Yeah, don't give it up right yeah, away. Don't say you, you, that's fine. Yes, it's Derek Carr's team, but you sit there and wait in the weeds right there, and you're ready to strike like a sneaking tiger. All right, yeah. you're gonna take advantage of that. You, you remember that feeling? <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm in Marcus Mariota's corner, I'm in his ear right now. Just you remember when Ryan Tannehill? I'm massaging his shoulders, getting ready. You're a champ. You remember yeah. when Ryan Tannehill came up and he stole that fucking job from you? 
that's what you're going to do to Derek Carr this year. You're going to wait for him to inevitably fuck up. And then Gruden, who has loved you ever since that quarterback quarterback school on ESPN, <laughs> that sham of a quarterback school on ESPN, is going to bring you in, and you're going to lead the Raiders to the promised land. And when I say the promised land, I mean the wild card round. And then we'll probably be taken. Down. And then you'll lose <laughs> to Patrick Mahomes. But you'll get to the wild card round. And because Derek Carr's only done that once, Raider Nation will love you. <laughs> they will love and adore and you. He didn't even play and he broke his leg. Exactly, right? Yeah, so what have you done for me in the playoffs, Derek Carr? <laughs> Nothing, all right? You can get us there. You can lead the horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Marcus <laughs> Mariota is the horse here that I'm thinking is going to be drinking the water. All right. I love it. Uh, teams with hot really takes. Teams, yeah, hot takes. <laughs> teams with a really good offseason this far. The Cleveland Browns, the Buffalo Bills. I don't feel like talking about any of them. I mean, the Bills are actually interesting. Uh, bringing in Stephon Diggs. Uh, Mario Addison, A.J. Klein, Vernon Butler, Quentin Jefferson, and Josh Norman. They lose what? Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson. Those are big. They're re-signing their guard, uh, Quentin Spain. The Stefan Diggs trade is necessary because you had Cole Beasley as your number two wide receiver, and I think John Brown is your number one. Right. So that slides everybody down into appropriate slots. Stefan Diggs, I'm not sure if he's the number one, but he can play your number one role, and then at least it allows – Cole Beasley to drop back into a slot receiver, which is what he should be. Absolutely. So yeah. it doesn't matter because Josh Allen's going to run for 200 yards a game anyway. It's so. just that just blows my mind too. They got a first rounder for him. Yeah. Fucking. They gave up a first round for Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I know. I, the right? Cardinals. They they swindled. Second round. Well, that's here. It's interesting that you bring up the Cardinals because the winner of the offseason is the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> All right. So they. They they bring in DeAndre Hopkins. They bring in defensive tackle Jordan Phillips, offensive or outside linebacker Devin uh, Devon Kennard, and then also linebacker Devondre Campbell. They uh, trade away David Johnson and get rid of defensive end Rodney Gunter. Well, I don't even know who the hell that is. Yeah. They re-signed or they transition tagged Kenyon Drake and they re-signed Larry Fitzgerald. So a very good offseason for the Arizona Cardinals. No As doubt. a Niner fan, your level of concern now, just on paper, looking at the Cardinals, one to ten, level of concern. Six. Oof. Yeah, I'm not sold on Murray, honestly, if he can hold up. But, I mean, their offense, I mean, it definitely makes me think, like, we got to look at a cornerback in the draft Yeah. at some point. I don't know when, but. Shouts out sure. to Kenyon Drake, though, because Kenyon Drake, a lot of people don't realize this. This was a, this was a storyline to follow. When Kenyon Drake was on the, Kenyon Drake started off last year on the Dolphins, correct? Yeah. So, the year before, I believe the Dolphins had, had finished the season losing three or four straight games. They start off the year 0-8. Oh, yeah. They trade Kenyon Drake to the Arizona Cardinals. Or maybe this was like 0-6. So at this point, he's lost 10 straight games. Right, right. It's like week 6 or week 7. They trade him to Arizona. Arizona goes on a losing streak until about week 12. Right. So Kenyon Drake hadn't won a football game over the course of a year and a half, close <laughs> to two years. That was yeah. He lost 14 straight football games. And then Arizona ends up winning like their last what like three out of five or some shit like that. They turned around the season yeah, to the know. point where they're like you know it's one of those scrubby teams where they get hot at the end of the year and they're like we have potential going to next year. Get the fan base excited with the right, propaganda. Right, right. Kenyon Drake coming back is huge. So I like that for the Cardinals. Uh, the Hopkins trade, the winner of the offseason, because obviously we started off this segment by picking on the Texans. We're ending it by praising the Cardinals. Yeah. Oh, Clearly God. something went right. Clearly something went right for the Cardinals. I'm. But when you negotiate with an idiot, you're likely to win. <laughs> so, Bill O'Brien. I'm 95% Bill. Here we are, dude, 30 minutes later, and I'm still wondering, what the fuck, Bill O'Brien? What <laughs> the fuck, man? Like, what what, what, with it, what was in you and was just like, yep, this is the deal. I like. He must have looked at the draft picks and been like, value, 
Oh, these are value picks. I'm going to get somebody here in the third and the fifth round. Or I'm going to package those to move up. Get uh, out of here. Terrible. Um, terrible. I don't fucking believe it. Anyway, that's <laughs> the winners and losers of the uh, NFL free agency. Um, I don't think we're going to have Savannah tonight. She's on the East Coast. And uh, the the, t- the time difference, that's unfortunate. We'll uh, we'll make sure that we get her next time. It, funny story about that, though, is that I'm an idiot and thought that she was still <laughs> living in Texas. And she tweeted about going out to New Jersey to get some dumbbells and a yoga mat. And I was like, yo. Who goes on a cross-country trek <laughs> to go get some yoga ball, uh, y- y- yeah, yoga mats and dumbbells? And then uh, that's baller. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an idiot and didn't realize that she had moved to New York a couple months ago. So, uh, Savannah, I'm sorry. It was like 30 minutes on the train. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it was a 45-minute drive. And she was texting me. She's like, it was only a 45-minute drive. I don't know why your mind was so blown. I was like, because I missed over that crucial detail. So, but yes, I, I am trying to get a hold of uh, Savannah, get her on the podcast, just get a feel for what it's like to be a Californian out in New York there. Because uh, she has gone to uh, Texas now, which I feel like is just the polar opposite. I feel like Texas is as close as you could get to polar opposite of California, unless it's Florida. Um, and there might even be some parts of Florida that are similar to California. But I feel like Texas, maybe Ohio and Florida are kind of like the three states where you're just like, I nominate those as polar opposites of California. <laughs> Um, a because of the heavy Republican population, uh, but no, just the also like the climate and where they're at, and just the the, yeah, the 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 ways of life out there. And then I feel like New York is a little bit more like California esque, so it'd be interesting just to to get a feel for what life is like out there. And, I really uh, have no idea. Your experiences, I've never right? Been to yeah. the East Coast. So I've never you been know, to the East Coast. Um, I've been to Texas. Interviewed interviewed friend of the show, Luca Spence, about Michigan a couple times. Michigan seems like a cool place when it's not you know ten feet of snow up to your balls. Um, for real, that's snow. one thing I just can't I feel like do, summer in man. Michigan, even though it might be muggy, that'd be dope to go out there on, like, the lakes and, and stuff and oh, yeah. drink a couple of brewskis with the boys out there uh, on, the, on the lake. Best in America from Michigan. Would be Fun f- fact. Bell's Two Hearted Ale voted best beer in America last three years. Interesting. Fun fact. IPA or what? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Bell's Two Hearted Ale. All right. Shout out. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to dismount or transition from that. So now it's time for the pop culture update. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. Um, let's start off with this because I'm very upset with it and, uh, not that the oh fact no. that, that Dan doesn't have Twitter, so he can't help oh it all man, with this segment, but he's going to be providing uh, commentary on this. I'm tired of the Kardashians. <laughs> For real. I'm tired of them. Okay. They, they, this whole, this beef with, with Taylor Swift popped back up. Nobody cares. All right. And then like six hours later, Kim tweeted out, Oh, by the way, new season of keeping up with the Kardashians coming soon. Oh, you God. bitches are predictable. You bitches are pathetic and predictable, all right? And I hope that America's slowly starting to catch on and they're getting tired of your shenanigans. Throw shit out. Oh my oh my god. There is no shame with this brand. The 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 Kardashian name has been soiled, right? Well, first off, I'd actually argue that I don't know if there was any um real not honor, because that's messed up. I'm not gonna go after the family like that. I just shame has always been associated with with the with the Kardashian brand. From the time think yeah, in my mind. Robert Kardashian started out by defending who? 
OJ Simpson. Yeah. Actually, no. Was he the no? He was the defense. He was a Johnny Cochran and the OJ trial, right? So clearly, we know that OJ did it, and and he's just on the team, taking in the loads of money from OJ to defend him, you know. And then you move fast forward to where Chris Jenner, you know, actually probably slept with OJ, and that's how we get Chloe. Um, that's <laughs> reckless speculation, though. Reckless speculation, and it. Uh, and, uh, I mean, come on, that bitch is built like a middle linebacker, so, you know, the running back dad. Anyway, um, then you fast forward to the whole sex tape with Kim, and you have, you know, the right. with Ray J. And then from that point on, it's just been Chris Jenner, the mom, just manipulating this family and staying in the headlines. And I don't understand why they're so influential. Like, I make it a point to my day. I mean, well, like... I don't make it a, a concerted effort because they just don't matter. Like they don't, they don't come up in my in my day to day life that much. Like occasionally I'll see a headline that maybe I have to talk about them on hot, but I don't care about the Kardashians. The only reason I bring this up is because to whoever's listening to this, like wh- you've got to explain this to me. Why do people? Why are people so obsessed with them? Nobody in that family. I mean, you know, Kendall probably the one that has like the least plastic surgery. Attractive. But nobody in that family, and maybe Kim's done a, a little bit for prison reform, but for the larger part, what have they contributed to society other than a sex tape, some makeup, a couple clothing lines, and a couple seasons of a reality TV show that provided some memorable yeah, gifts and memes? Like, that's Real it. Shit. That's Real. it. Yeah. I, I don't know Real what else shit. to say with them. I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do with the Kardashians. I'm tired of them. Uh, they're not going anywhere, which is kind of frustrating, and I'm just kind of hoping that eventually... I don't know. I was looking at some. Of, she got ratioed hella hard on her uh, on her Twitter. Kim, she she posted that and she had something like, you know, she for somebody who had sixty four million favorites, it had you know a couple couple ten thousand like you know maybe like sixty thousand favorites, a uh, couple thousand retweets, but also had a lot like thousands and thousands of replies. Of which I looked at like the first couple like fifty, just scrolling down when I did see it pop up today at work, and a lot of them were just like we're tired of you go away. Like, so hopefully like people are like, I mean, obviously that's really mean on social media. Like I wish that people would just have that mentality. They wouldn't need to project it, but just make it affect them in the ratings. Like just don't tune into this season and keeping up with the Kardashians. How much other shit could be going on right now? Like (laughs) what are the, what are the, what are the Kardashians going to provide insight on with the coronavirus? I, I challenge you that with this season, if they can provide interesting content that is relevant and useful to society then that show can stay on but if they're just going to be their normal oh my god yeah. like get out of here i've seen that shtick hundreds of times i'm out i'm done with it All right, don't rant, tune in rant over uh pornhub has donated fifty thousand surgical masks to new york city emergency workers oh and what? they've also made their premium service free for 30 days to encourage people to stay inside <laughs> So, shout out to Pornhub. They are the true what? heroes here. <laughs> I would argue Pornhub's done more for, uh, during the during the coronavirus than the Kardashians have right now. <laughs> so that's what's going on with. Uh, oh my God, that is with Pornhub. Hilarious, yeah, that. that's dope, right? That's where and, and people are like, where did Pornhub get the fifty thousand dollars or fifty thousand surgical masks? Right. They they didn't. They just bought them from a production. They they like outsourced this from a production facility in New York and said, hey, make these right. and yeah. send them to the, to these people. So so good on Pornhub. It's uh, what a wild time we're living in, man. We're like that's a trip. Pornhub yeah. is the company that we're looking to, and just that's a real virtuous hey, way company. To go. Yeah. Virtuous <laughs> company there at Pornhub, right? Like you know, like uh, and and it wouldn't surprise me if they had the surgical mask for a bunch of different shoots. You know, with the, <laughs> that's, with what the I, that's what I was thinking. With the different categories that pop up there that's on, on I, Pornhub, you're a, just like that's the first thing across my mind. 
probably been a couple crazy nurse orgies <laughs> that they filmed there where they've needed the surgical mask, and it's not for the actor, not for the talent, it's for the production staff, right? <laughs> when you get shots shooting around everywhere, you need to protect your mouth. You're wearing safety goggles, and I need you to wear an N95 mask. We're going to protect <laughs> all the valuable areas, all right? There is fly- Yeah, you're in the splash zone, baby. All right. Uh, gangs in Brazil are now enforcing curfews as a way of assisting with uh, local law enforcement in their favelas and uh, neighborhoods. Wow, what? So, yeah, gangs in Brazil. Could you imagine if that happened here? Like, in Sonoma County? Or, like, hey, even even L.A., inside. like, Bloods and Crips were just driving around, just, hey, what the fuck you outside for right now? Get your ass back inside. Yeah. Like, and police were like, yeah, we need their help. Like, yeah. that's just, what? That'd be so wild. It's a movie. I've thought about this for a while now. Like, if if American gangs could get their act together and could all put aside their, their differences, we could have total anarchy. <laughs> they could overtake local law enforcement now when the national guard and the army comes in that's where things get interesting but tell me right now if the bloods and cribs didn't unite they could start in south central la and overtake southern california they could do it yeah they could do it so yeah. that's what's interesting because you see brazil doing this and it makes me wonder it just brings a little bit more credence to my thought like i have this if I could play, if I could play a social scientist, a social experiment, right? Like where, let's say, like like the world was like Sims or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would I would team up all the Bloods and Crips throughout Southern California and watch how fast they take over Southern California. <laughs> the police would stand no chance. And how fast the federal government would be called in, I have no idea. But that is my stoner thought of the day: is <laughs> what if all the gangs teamed up? What if they put aside their differences and teamed up? They would overthrow America. You're talking. Yeah, you're Bloods, talking. Crips, Latin Kings. I'm talking Polynesian gangs, Mexicans, Serranos, Nortenos, everybody. <laughs> MS-13. They all come together, and they're just like, "Yo, it's time for a new America." And then, <laughs> and it's just like, "It's Saints y- Row, bro." Yes, sir. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm telling you, it would happen. It would happen. There are Bloods and Crips everywhere, and that's just the generalization of that of that gang. Go watch Gangland. Do you know how many g- different gangs are out there? Now have them all team up together. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. The last, the last sanctuary for white people would be like Montana and North Dakota, and then <laughs> otherwise you would lose America. <laughs> Maybe Oregon, because he'd done a good job of holding down that that place too. So, uh, yes, hot seat, white people. Uh, anyway, uh, hot, a hotel in Switzerland has launched a luxury quarantine package. You can get things like a coronavirus testing for five hundred dollars and around the clock nurse care for four thousand eight hundred dollars a day. Where in Switzerland? It's a hotel. Yes. So (laughs) if you are traveling, why would you? (laughs) If you are traveling in Switzerland amongst the coronavirus outbreak, um, and you have quite a bit of bread, you could have a a luxury nurse, a luxury stay, a round the clock nurse, and coronavirus testing. Wow, that's so for just under five grand a day. That's so crazy, dude. Money takes care of money, man. I'm telling you. All right, uh, a guy in Taiwan who skipped out on his quarantine to go clubbing has been fined. $33,000, $33,000, which wow. I don't know much about Taiwanese, uh, the Taiwanese economy, but $33,000 hefty fine to pay to go clubbing. You were no probably, I highly doubt that your VIP and bottle service for that night even ran up to $33,000. So I hope it was worth it, big dog. <laughs> I hope it was worth it. Um, I don't know w- That's so what West Elm is, but they're offering uh, free backgrounds to, uh, to people who are using Zoom um, in video chats. I saw this, uh, this was, or I heard about this, this was a topic on another podcast I heard where they were talking about backdrops. Uh, this is an interesting time in TV 
when they cut to experts and things like that and broadcast, whether it be news, sports, sports center, CNN, Fox, whatever it is, um, you get a lot of people sitting in their offices yeah. or their living rooms, and you, you find out a lot about a person. <laughs> you real. really do. I'm used to the Adam Schefter thing with the Michigan helmet in the corner and the yeah, bookcase, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm an intellectual, you know. But then you get people like Dan Orlovsky yeah. and Mike Greenberg who have footballs in the background right. where Dan Orlovsky's shoving the I'm a dad thing down your throat with the, look at this, I got a football with my kid's hand prints on it. Yeah. That's what's most important to me is being a dad because I was the quarterback that ran out of the back of the end zone when <laughs> I was the Detroit Lions quarterback. You know? <laughs> oh, and 16. Like, yeah. So that's you know that's good that Dan Orlovsky has branded himself like that. And I like Dan Orlovsky. I don't have a problem with him. I hope that he gets, you know, doors open up. But don't see that I'm not – don't think I'm not seeing through that charade. All right. So um, and then and then Mike Greenberg has a game ball from Northwestern in a game of which he did not play in. Um, <laughs> this is the same guy that has openly gone on the record and said that he got cut from his high school chess team. So I mean, Mike Greenberg, what a hell of a career. And then you see his backdrop. I saw one guy, I think it was Jeff Darlington, before he actually moved into his, his office. He was just standing in his living room and just subtle flex, just had his fucking 70-inch TV up on the wall. Hell yeah. And I'm just like, you probably watch that thing like six times a year because of how <laughs> many, cause you're an NFL insider. You don't have a life. Like, you're just, you live in your phone. So you have a 70-inch TV screen, but you live by a 7-inch phone. Yeah. So it <laughs> doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Same thing with Schefter, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, these, these backdrops have been quite interesting with people. If you were in your house and you had to report live from... For for a show, where would you put it up in your house? I think just right on my couch. It's only you think right I, on the couch? It's the only place I could think. Hey, I live from my living room. You know, like I, I don't, don't have like an office or anything. Yeah, neither do I. I don't know if I would go. I think I would go kitchen. I think I would just go hardcore flex in the kitchen. Yeah, and I would go stove behind me. Maybe put some food on. Maybe put some food on the grill, like or on the stove. No, you would a not. Lo, low temperature. Low temperature, just to let you know. Hey, it's, it's a little sizzle. Coronavirus brings about peak efficiency in Jeff. All right. So reporting live from Santa Rosa, California, here on whatever fucking news network it is. I've got some eggs on the skillet, and uh, yeah, you want to talk about the economic effect of the coronavirus? I'm not the guy, but here we are. So. Uh, oh, that's good. That shit would be uh, that would be too fun. All right, and then uh, lastly, here I have McDonald's posting a photo of the golden arches split apart on social media to promote social distancing, <laughs> and they got some backlash here. But yeah, oh. it was it's literally like a a neon neon effervescent sign of like you know like imagine pulling up to uh, McDonald's at night. And just the golden arches have about yay much distance apart from them <laughs> to promote social distancing. Um, oh. Actually, I don't know. Can you see the photo right here? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they posted that, and, you know, people just needed – you got people who are home a lot and on the Internet a lot now, so uh, they, they need to complain, and uh, complain they did. So a fan of this uh, McDonald's telling you to promote social distancing. Am I a fan? Yeah. I don't know, man. That's – you can't break apart. What was it, wait, what was the backlash about? People, People were upset that they took the logo. And they're just like, <laughs> why Why are you injecting your politics into my fast food? It's oh, like, well, God. you know, it, there's 17 ingredients in a McDonald's French fry. I'm pretty sure politics is the last thing that you'd mind them injecting into your food. Okay, so get out of here when it comes when it comes to that. That's ridiculous. People People get upset at anything, man. I know. You, know, you heard the saying that if I say it's black, you say it's white. You know? Yeah. And then there's gonna be some motherfuckers over there saying it's kind of gray. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just like just for the sake of it, you know. <laughs> uh, gee, I don't know. It doesn't doesn't look too black. Doesn't look too white. Looks kind of in the gray area. <laughs> hey, shut the fuck up. You're not helping anything either. No one asked you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> shush, shush. Yeah. Gray area yourself to sleep. Okay. 
quiet. Um, all right. So uh, yeah, that'll that'll do it for us. We'll be uh, we'll be back here. I don't know if we'll be back on Sunday. We've been pretty par for the coronavirus thing. We've been pretty par for the course once every two weeks. I'm just giving you an update to let you know we're alive. Um, Still here. So yeah, I don't Still know. Kicking. As far as the Flan thing goes, I think he's on. He's pretty much locking himself down as far as the coronavirus thing goes. Thank you for toughing it out and coming out hey, here. Hey, I'll try to be here when I can. Thank man. you. I appreciate it. And uh, it's and always then, fun. I mean, I can host this thing by myself, but it's no fun. Like, this was a lot more fun to have somebody here to do it with. So, thank for you. Real. Yeah. Uh, Dan brought a six pack of Racer 5. I've only cracked one beer open. I'm going to try and convince him to have one more. Uh, but anyway, that'll do it for us. I'll do that off, off mic. Uh, that'll do it for us. Uh, to the haters and losers, of which there are many. Flame says, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Until next time. Later. There we go. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Niggas talking. I'ma walk, don't worry about it. Setting transits. Niggas late like Jimmy Fallon. Moving silence. I don't speak upon the violence. Love you with that. Pledge allegiance to the flagging. Bring your static. Talk your shit and drop your address. We got time today, so check your rollie in your paddock. Backstage, Shorty John Stockton, where's your passes? Looking at a star, not Ray Charles, where's your glasses? Cop car next to us got flipped off like gymnastics. Pick six, I'm to the house like UPS with that package. Office smelling that sweet smell of that short term satisfaction. My shit in the way blasting. Open doors and go Casper, nigga. I'll feature like Jasper. Hit that bit with a multi-milli after. Yeah. I remember what y'all broke niggas said backwards. Yeah. Burning bitches with some niggas in this backwood. Yeah.